Alright, so I know many people are in a hurry to um, pray and receive answers to prayers and to know the counsel of God concerning the young people. But one of the reasons why many Christians' prayer don't work is because they don't know how to pray. I'd like to read, I'll, start, I'll share something briefly with you, then we move. Now, like I said, don't be distracted. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. He says, The labor of the fool or the foolish. Wearyeth every one of them, because he, he knoweth not how to go to the city. Now, the Bible talks about prayer being a labor, but he says the labor of the fool wearyeth them. He said that people, uh, <laughs> people can labor. Some people pray, and they pray and pray and pray, and it even worries them at the end of the day, because it gets them tired. Why? He said because they do not know how to go to the city. So, not knowing how to do something will not give you any results. So, Life is not about hard work. It's about strategy. It's about knowing what to do. So it says, the labor of the fool. The Bible talks about um, uh, prayer being a labor. You are done. But sometimes people just pray, pray. Jesus Christ said, it's not the volume of the words. It's not how many words you're praying. All right, so make sure you are listening very well. This is not a time to sleep. Some people say, oh, I, I remember last Matika night, one lady said, what time will we start praying? I was about to share. I said, you, you, you have no regard for the word of God. You want to just start praying, you know? You've been praying all this while. You've not been getting answers. Getting the answers you're supposed to get. And you still want to pray more. You should find out what you should do or the right way to pray. All right, so he says, go to um, 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 25. I will give you um, the foundation for the message from there. 2 Kings chapter 3. Now, there are families who, have, who are awake joining us. This is, tonight is a night... For liberation of families. Thank you, Jesus. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 25. Make sure you are listening. Very important. Verse 25 says, And they beat down the cities, and on every good piece of land 
cast every man his stone and filled it and they stopped all the wells of water and fell all the good trees. Only in Ker Haseret or Hareset left they the stones thereof. How be it the slingers went about it and smote it. Now, if you want to understand what, what's going on in verse 25, go back to verse 25. It says, if you want to understand what's going on in verse 25, at this time, Israel went to war with Moab. He says, at this time, he's trying to explain. He said, and they beat down the cities. Talking about Israel. Israel was winning the war. He says, and they beat down the cities. He said, and every good piece of land cast every man in stone and filled it. So, there was progress for Israel at this time. Because Israel was going to war and they had consulted Elisha. And Elisha prophesied to them about the winning of that war. And it was going according to prophecy. Alright, so verse 26. He says, And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him. Now, this is the title of the message. When the battle is too sore. When the battle is too sore, he said, when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. I sing a, a very popular word here, breakthrough. He said, when he saw that the battle was too sore, he now brought up his strategy. Now, he took 700 men and he, he, he tried, his, this was like his last card. Now, remember he said, when the battle is too sore. So, when he says this battle is too sore, that means this is the best strategy that he has. He's about to use the best strategy that he has. When the battle was too sore, what did he do? He now took his last card. And what was his last card? His last strategy according to the flesh. Now this man is training war. So he understands that when we are going for war, we do it like this, we do it like that. So at this time, his last human strategy, the king of Moab, against Israel who had prophecy. He took seven, so the, he, could, he could not beat the prophetic word of Elisha. At that time, he, this was his last card, but he could not beat the prophetic word of Elisha. A mystery. A mystery. He took seven men that drew swords. He said these seven men drew swords to break through. They wanted to stop the siege. Because the whole uh, Moabites are about to be wiped out that day. So he wanted to stop the siege. He took 700 men that drew swords even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. Verse 27. Never forget this thing anytime. Never forget this thing. He says, then he took his eldest son. After he realized, after he realized that um, he could not break through with his human strategy, what did he do? Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead. They are qualifying the kind of son to qualify the quality of the sacrifice. Then, and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. Now let me explain something. When the Bible says he offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall, it was not really a wall. Because when you read history, the, the god of the Moabites was called Chemosh. So when he offered it upon the wall, actually he offered it upon the altar of Chemosh. Now, remember that Elisha has given them a, a prophecy, which came from Almighty God. But this king, at this point in time, now offered his son upon the wall. Our religious Christian mindset will tell us that when we have prayed and, and, and somebody has done this thing, you know, my God is still there for me. But look at what followed this particular scripture. He says, for one of them, and there was great indignation against Israel. Jehovah lost that battle. Your religious mind will not allow you to understand what I'm saying right now. Well, when you go and read it from the beginning, Elisha told them, God said. I want to bring your mind to something. When 700 men, his last human strategy could not make it. You know what he did? He now switched the battle into altars. He now switched the battle into the altars. You see, every Christian needs the intelligence of altars. You see, you, when you are approaching deity, you need altar intelligence. You see, when we say God is our father, God is, is, is great, God is this. After you have said all that your, your approach of God eh, and how you understand God, after you have said all that, you need to go and find out how do we approach deity. 
The king of Moab changed the battleground. Now, have you watched football before? When they play at your home, it's like you are, you are, you are on top. When you go away, it's like all us against you. The king of Moab changed the battleground with what he did. He now changed where we were fighting. Before, they were all fighting on the battleground of Israel. He now changed the battleground to a place. You see, you need it. When Jesus Christ met the woman at the well, he said something. He met the woman at the well. And the woman said, we are not supposed to worship in Jerusalem. We are supposed to worship in Israel. You know what Jesus Christ said? He said, the hour cometh and now is where the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. What's he saying? At that time, the deliberation there was about altars. Because at that time, you need, at that time, you need to pray at a certain place. You know, so these people didn't just do anything anyhow. When you're approaching deity, don't give God your conditions. You ask, how do we approach a God? do we approach a God? So that you understand what, what makes things work in this kingdom. The intelligence of all this. When the battle was too sore, the man knew that he's about to be wiped off. So he took his eldest son that was supposed to reign instead and he offered him upon the wall. He offered him to the God of Kimosh. Bible says, not me said, look at it. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. Immediately, the battle changed. That's the meaning of great indignation. The narrative changed. Who is now winning? Changed. Remember that they have slain his 700 men. This man at this time does not have the physical strategy to win the war. So he changed and he went to, he now started dealing with altars. There is a, text, a particular kind of prayer that we pray when the battle is to Saul. When the battle is too sore, there is a prayer that we pray. When the case, you don't understand what is going on. You don't understand what is happening in your life. You don't understand what is happening in the family. You don't understand what is happening in the business. When the battle is too sore, there's what to do. I want to introduce you to a man called Jacob. Jacob was a man... Who was the fulfillment of the prophecy God gave Abraham? God told Abraham that you're going to be a great nation. That great nation did not manifest with Abraham, I want you to remember. In fact, Abraham was a traveler. God, the calling God gave Abraham, the prophecy he gave him, Abraham started that journey by traveling. The word Hebrew, Abraham was the first Hebrew. The word Hebrew means sojourner or traveler. So Abraham was going, and he, he was in need of a son. So he gave that to a son and he thought that son was also the fulfillment of that prophecy. That son was not the fulfillment of that prophecy as well. They were all in God's agenda. But when it came to Jacob, who was going to be the fulfillment of the prophecy God gave Abraham, for the first time, the child of Isaac was a twin. Let me tell you something. At the junction, at the junction of the fulfillment of prophecy, there's always contention. At the junction of the fulfillment of prophecy, there's always contention. Esau was Edom. Edom is the flesh. Jacob was the spirit. Contention. In fact, Jacob had to hold the heel of Esau. You all know the story. Jacob supplanted Esau. And he received the blessing. But for many years, the man had to work seven years. A man with a blessing. He had to work seven years to marry one woman. And he says, that's not the one I want. Extra seven years to marry another one woman. Where is what Isaac gave him? 
You see, we take our Christian work as a joke. It is another church attendance. You see, it's another church attendance. Some people even laugh at certain Christians who speak in tongues. Somebody says, I speak in tongues when I'm in the spirit. Where have you been before? So you have the luxury of being in the flesh sometimes. I don't. I don't. I don't. Your problem is you think you are normal. Sometimes you just be standing at certain places. Say, how will they see me? You, you, are sub, you, are, you are thinking of how they will see you. You have no altar intelligence. Abraham had to be making altars at different places. From place to place, he was putting altars. From place to place, he was putting altars. But Jesus came and said, now the altar intelligence is different. He said, now it is in the spirit. So we'll get there. He said, now when you are worshipping, he said, the father is seeking that those who is. You know when we say worship, people may begin to think of song. No. Don't start thinking of song when we talk about worship. Song is like a, a, a car. You use car to get to your destination. The car is not your destination. You use your music to achieve worship. But there are other things. <laughs> when the battle is too sore. When the battle is too sore. So Jacob has gone through all this his life. But Isaac gave him something. That thing was so precious that his brother wanted to kill him because of it. For you to know. Isaac was a, a, was a rich man. Why didn't they fight over property? You see, today, the carnality of certain Christians, the carnality of certain Christians, they will be fighting over property rather than to fight over the blessing. Those who started were fighting over the blessing. Today, we are fighting over property. Sometimes when that fight starts, Unless the Holy Ghost prompts you to go for it. When the first time, I'm blessed, leave it. But when you start calculating, it's called, I have made you too small in my eyes. So, my friend Jacob, he's one of my best characters in the Bible. I call him my friend. My friend Jacob, at a point in time, he said, it's okay. It's okay. My father blessed me. It's okay. And the Bible says that he took his family. He told them, all of you go forward. Go. They were going to meet each other that day. He told them, all of them go. He said, everybody go. Things have to change. And the Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. And Jacob was left alone. Look, the Bible says that, and there, when he was left alone, the Bible says, he wrestled with an angel. In your mind, you'll be thinking, Jacob was wrestling with an angel, was real wrestling. No, no, no. There was something Jacob did. And it was prophet Hosea, who now opened it to us. Go to Hosea chapter 4. Hosea chapter 12. Oh, my friend. Verse 3. He said, he took his brother by the heel, Jacob, in the womb. And by his strength, he had power with God. How? What is this strength? He said, by his strength, he had power with God. How did he have power with God? How did he have power with God? He said, by his strength. Where was the strength? How did that strength come? Verse 4. He said, yeah, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication. Underline that word in your Bible. The day you understand this thing, nothing will be impossible. Some people think faith is just about believing. Faith is not just about believing. And you see, the, the, I, I, oh, 
oh God, you know the, the reason why I'm passionate about teaching? Because of these things. Oh, someone will say, from, from not believing at all, then the person will say, okay, now I believe. Ah, is it like that? It's not like that. Faith is a product. And every product is manufactured. There is a process to every product. Anytime you see it raw, it is a raw material. Faith is a product. And faith comes from hearing the word of God. So when you want to have faith, don't say, I'm just believing. No, you will have to go and hear the word of God. Supplication. You know what we said? He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel and there he spake with us. Now, on that day, what God said to Abraham came to pass. The angel asked him, what is your name? He said, I am Jacob. Then he said to him, from today, you will be called Israel. Today, it was the 12 sons of Jacob who became the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel was born that day. That was the prophecy God gave Abraham. And Messiah came from Israel. This was what God was looking for. But Jacob was suffering even though he had this prophecy. Even though he had this said about his life. He, 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 it was not happening. So when it was not happening, he decided to have power with God. And how did he have power with God? He made supplication. Supplication is what brings the supply. How many of you think that... No, how many of you think... Things don't just happen in the kingdom. How many of you think that um, before the Holy Ghost came in, in the book of Acts, how many of you have, have been thinking that they were just in the upper room where they were sitting now and the Holy Ghost came? How many of you think that? The Holy Ghost cannot be poured without supplication. Jesus promised them. He said, go and wait in, in tarry in Jerusalem until you endure the power from on high. So, they were just there. They were just sitting down there. And our religious mindset will tell us that, oh, God said, I should go and wait in that room. Many people will go and sit down and be waiting. Day one, day two, day three. And they'll just say, if God has promised, all Jesus Christ promised them. He said, I send you the promise of the Father. So, they were explaining the promise of the Father. But for that to happen, go to Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Talking about the disciples. He said, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Supplication. The, the, the spirit cannot be poured without supplication. Supplication is what brings the supply. Supplication always brings an intervention. When the battle is too sore, you need to change the battleground. Paul said, for though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. They were making prayer and supplication. And when they made that prayer supplication, Acts chapter 1 verse 14, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, as of a rushing mighty wind, there was a supply. There was a supply. We're going to move into a time of prayer. But I will have to teach you the mechanics of supplication. So that you know what you are doing. How do we make supplication? Now, so sometimes, you know, when we are having a service, sometimes I go peep through some of the comments of, the, of, of, of those, those watching on YouTube and sometimes Instagram. And you see the reason why their prayers are not answered. They are in a hurry to pray. They are in a hurry to say what they know that they've been saying that has not been working. So I want you to listen. Supplication. You know... 
you will notice that at every time they will say prayer and supplication. But supplication is prayer. But why do they say prayer and supplication? Because prayer is the content. Supplication is the attitude. Listen. In the Old Testament, you will find out that they made supplication. You know, sometimes people refer to Jabez prayed and cried. They were just referring to those kind of things. Jabez prayed and cried. Daniel made supplication, did this, did that. You see all those supplications, all those um, uh, uh, examples in Scripture. All right? He made all those ones. But you will notice something in Scripture. When you come to the New Testament, our supplication is not of the flesh. Because it says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3, he says, for though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 18. He said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. This is why we cannot overemphasize praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. When we talk about praying in the spirit, speaking in tongues is just one aspect of it. Praying in the spirit. No, it's just one aspect of it. There is a lot that goes on in praying in the spirit. Some people will be praying English and they are rather praying in the spirit. You see, you need to know the Holy Ghost. That's where the changes come from. Knowing the Holy Ghost. A lot of the time people don't know that praying in tongues is just to spark the engine. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Number one. Mechanics of supplication. Number one. Involve your emotions. What does not bother you will never bother God. What does not bother you will never bother God. Right? He can't assume that you want to be healed. He can't assume. Because there are some people who, can, who don't want to be healed. You, you are surprised. Pastor Benny was sharing a, a testimony one day. He said he, he, he prayed for one guy and the guy was healed. But the guy's sickness, he was always receiving money from the government for his sickness. So he said, no, he doesn't want to be healed. They should give him back his sickness. You'll be surprised. Some people don't want to be healed. God can't assume you want to be healed. God can't assume that things, you want things to be well. But God knows my heart. You, you are ignorant. God can know your heart and be, and, be, and be sympathizing with you. You don't know God. God can be sympathizing with you. Oh God, I'm suffering. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. God, can't you see? Oh, I can see. I can see. I see I'm not blind. I can see it. God, if you don't help me, kill me. Okay, when do you want to come? <laughs> Involve your emotion. Remember what Jacob said. He said he wept sore. In Genesis, they say he fought. In Hosea, he said he wept. Hey, so some weeping can be, can be fight. The reason why he said that involve your emotion. Let me show you a scripture. Be magnified, O oh Lord. <laughs> you are highly exalted. And there is nothing you can do. O oh Lord. My eyes are on 
be mad new. Oh Lord, be magnified. Hebrews chapter 5. Jesus, our perfect example. Look at this. Verse 6. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 6. He said, as he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, talking about Jesus. Then he says, verse 7, he said, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying, with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Strong crying and tears. Jesus was, can you imagine Jesus', Jesus prayers? Don't think Jesus stood up in the morning, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That... When the disciples said, teach us how to pray. Uh, he was teaching them a format of prayer. He was not teaching them a prayer to pray. A format of prayer. How do I know? When he was about to die, he said, Father, if it is possible, take the... was that part of that prayer? It's not part of that prayer. Because prayer must come from your heart. He was teaching a format of prayer. Pray after this manner. After this manner, not pray this prayer. So, but if you want to pray that prayer, no problem. But a lot of the time, it will be coming from your flesh. Speaking in tongues, sometimes it is fleshly in the beginning. After you sp- you've prayed a while, there's what we call residual tongues. The tongues that you've spoken that have stuck in your mind. So sometimes the first one minute you are, you are in the flesh. Then you will strike a chord. You know that you have entered then. So he says, Jesus Christ made supplication with strong crying. Strong crying. So you must involve your emotion. You must involve <laughs> your emotion. So at that time, you're, I said, look, I'm, I'm saying something. I said, when the battle is too sore. There are some of you, you might not have a problem, but your future, your future, there's something about your destiny. You cannot, you cannot joke with it. I heard a man of God yesterday, he said, he said something that really, I, I really love what he said. He said, prayer is the only thing that can go ahead of you and wait for you. Yeah, and that's true. Jesus was alive, but he was praying about his death. He had seen it already. So I said, number one, involve your emotion. I'm in a hurry to pray than you. So relax. Just listen. Point number two. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 170. No, if you sleep, I know where you are standing in the spirit. I know. This David speaking, he said, Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. He didn't say, Deliver me according to my opinion. Not deliver me according to this, is what I think. No, God, can't you see that I am suffering? So what? I the first suffer. So when we say, Involve your emotion, some people can say, ah, Today they are crying to God. You know, let me tell you something. When you are, you, are, you are a lady, you are emotionally wired, you can easily cry. You understand? So, you might mistake that for being supplication. Immediately you say, eh, and start crying. No, it might not be supplication. Now, David is showing that the supplication must be done according to that word. He said, let my supplication come before thee. Then he uses a colon there. That means what he's about to say is linked to that. He says, deliver me according to thy word. Not according to God. Please help. Those prayers, don't be praying them. God, please help me. When you immediately say that, you know what you are declaring? You are declaring that God is wicked and he's waiting for you to pray for him to do something. But the Bible shows us in the book of Daniel that when Daniel prayed, the angel came and said, at the beginning of thy supplication, he said, your prayer was heard. At the beginning, you were heard. And I was sent to bring the answer. But he says, the prince of Persia withstood me. So, the reason for the supplication is not for God to hear you. It's for you to make altar mitigations. These are altar interventions. 
Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. Not according to what I think. You think that, you know, the, the, the pain has been there for long. So let, let God help God. Then you start crying. No, you start from emotion. You make sure that it captures you. It captures you. What you are, you know, so sometimes when I want to pray something like that, if I want to pray for somebody, you know, supplication, pray for somebody is called intercession. When it is pray for yourself, it's called supplication. When it's pray for someone, it's called intercession. All right. What I will do is I will take the case. I will think about the case. I will think. I will think. And all of a sudden, it will begin to move me. Sometimes, go and sit down. Go and sit down. Then, think about, like, I'm sure Jacob did it. The reason why he told everybody, go, 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 go. Bible says, Jacob was there. He thought about it, he said, Emmy Jacob, my father, Isaac, holder of the blessing, number two. Successor of Abraham the first. Me, Jacob. My father dug well. People will come and dig. They will not get. My father will dig. They will get. Me, Jacob. I have to work seven years to marry. Another seven years for the woman of my choice. Fourteen years to marry. A whole blessing holder. When they were prophesying to him, the day Isaac was prophesying, he said, he said, the fatness of the earth. Where is it? Fatness of the earth has now ended with two women. The guy said, no. No. This is not why I'm here. Somebody said, this is not why I'm here. <clears throat> this is not why we are here. How did it come to, to, to add to population? Population is a census, then they add me. How did it come to add to some population? I have a significant role in this world. And the only way to come out is for you to do what Jacob did. Because I said, at the junction of the fulfillment of prophecy, there's always contention. So, Jacob, now say, angel, it's been my father bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. What's the difference between those two blessings? God had to, the angel had to confirm what Isaac had said. Then confer on him a name because when the name changes, everything changes. People don't know what God blesses people with. God has not blessed people with things. He blessed them with a name. And God had given him a name. Go to heaven. God didn't give Jesus Christ uh, silver and gold. God had given him a name. It's a name. So, according, second one is use the word of God. So, whatever is your prayer point, you have to get, before we start a prayer, or when we start a prayer, you have to get at least three scriptures on the matter. Otherwise, you're about to make an, another set of noise. That will not resonate anything in heaven. <laughs> I, I showed that scripture, Isaiah chapter 62. Go to Isaiah 62. Verse 6. Look at what he says here. He says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls. Last pneumatic night, I said this thing. I said watchman. He said, I've said watchman upon thy wall. Now, the word watchman over there comes from a, a Hebrew word. The root word is remembrancer. Remembrancer. He says, I have set remembrances upon thy walls. You see, God raises remembrances. When God wants to do something in a land, the first thing he will raise is watchmen. Remembrance, what are they supposed to remind God? They're supposed to remind God of what he said. Now, did God forget? No, it is a legal term. It's like when a lawyer goes to court. The judge knows what he's about to say, but he says, lawyer, uh, Judge, your honor, in Article 72, it's, it's not the first time the judge is hearing it. Otherwise, you'll not be a judge. He will be a shoeshine boy. It's not the first time he heard it. But he has to say it. It is legal. It is legal. You need it. That's why I said you need to know the intelligence of altars. When you are approaching altars, you have to come and produce your cause. Because a curse without a cause will not stand. So a blessing without a cause will not stand. <laughs> Remember, sir. I have said what my upon that word. So the second one is use the scriptures. That's, that is the same as bringing forth your strong reasons. How do you do that? While you are praying the prayer, let those scriptures be coming out. Let God arise and his enemy be scattered. You are a lady, and in the night, 
Spirits have been coming to sleep with you and you have tried everything and tried everything is not going. You don't need more prayer. You need light. This is what you need to do. Ask your way. Let God arise. Oh God, I'm your daughter. Let God arise. Not God is frustrating. No, don't say it. He, know, he knew it was frustrating. Let God arise. And his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Then, those scriptures will be coming out. So I say, as we are talking now, be remembering those scriptures. If you don't know those scriptures, look up for somebody, please. I have this issue. What scripture do I need? Look for it as we are talking now. Look for your scripture because you cannot go to God. Oh God, please, please, please. God, I beg you. I remember praying with somebody like that. I told him to pray about a case. But I told him every day, pray for one hour, for three days. He did it for three days. The next day, the case was still the same. So I said, okay, I'll pray with you. So, when we started praying, I now knew why he didn't get the answer. God, please help me. God, I beg you, please help me. Charlie, we don't do that here. Point number three. There is an attitude and posture to supplication. There is an attitude and posture to supplication. What does it mean? We don't make supplication. I said supplication is an attitude. It's an attitude. There's a posture. Bible talks, you know, the, the God was so economical with the Bible. The, the, the unneeded materials did not appear. Everywhere that was used meant something. Bible says concerning Elijah. Bible says he put his head between his knees. Position. Bible says concerning Jesus Christ. He cast himself upon the ground. You don't pray. Supplication prayers. Father, help me, Father. You are looking around. Father, help me, Father. Father, help me, Father. Supplication? Supplication? Hezekiah, Bible says he faced the war. Today's prayer is not, Father, help me, Father. Help me, Lord. Do it, Lord. No. For me, when I want to make a supplication, I sleep on the ground. Tonight is an all night and you are praying in your house. Don't try that. Unless you have the experience. If you don't have the experience, don't do it. You need experience to do that. Because before you lie down on it, we'll wake you up at 9 a.m. Making supplication till morning. You, <laughs> you, you and Jacob, there's no difference. There was a lady who came to me one day. She said when she was not born again, she sent pictures of her naked body to a boy. And now the boy was using it against her after two years. And I said, this case, Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. You see, you can't beg him out of it. Once he wants money, he will collect it. So you need to change the battleground. I said, go home. Cast yourself upon the ground. Praying tongues for one hour. I said, you, and I told her, casting yourself upon the ground is too important. One day God taught me something. I was in Kumasi praying. As I was praying, I was praying about something. As I was praying, God said, kneel down. I said, ah, standing and kneeling, it's about my ways. So it's not, it's not important. I kept kneeling. And God was so subtle, he said, kneel down. I prayed two hours. I was still standing and walking around. God said, kneel down. And I said, okay, let me try something. So I was in that tussle with God. I knelt down. Immediately the prayer changed. Hey, then I stood up. I prayed again. The prayer was like the first. I knelt down. The prayer changed. Then God now took me to the scripture. He said, Paul said, for this cause I bow my knee. I said, oh, there are some prayers you cannot pray standing. Life is not going on well. You are still doing, God, come and watch your children. God, come and watch your children. Okay. Okay. You go on your knees. Bible says Jesus cast himself upon the ground. He cast himself upon the ground. He was lying on the ground. And Bible says Jesus making strong crying, strong crying. You, some of you think the, and Jesus wept. You know the one at Lazarus. That was the only tears of Jesus. Man, Jesus was a professional crying person. Because you cannot enter some level in the spirit without tears. Praying in the spirit. Now, you think on the matter. You think on the matter. Eh? As the tears begin to come out and you begin to speak in tongues, the Holy Ghost will take over the, the, the tears and the prayers. Eh? He will take over the prayer. 
and the tongues that will be coming out will be words of the spirit. That's what it means to pray in the spirit. He said, making supplication in the spirit, not supplication from your mind. Don't make a supplication from your mind. Make a supplication in the spirit. Why is it that before every, anybody sees a great move of God in his life, God will move him to pray? Because if the spirit has not prayed through you, it's not going to happen. Unless it's not for God. There's an attitude to supplication. So, some of you will need to face the wall. Some of you will need to take your prayer points and put it down. Some of you will need to kneel in front of it. And you need a discipline to stay there. Face the wall. What does that mean not face the wall? Is it, that means I'm not watching anybody, God. I'm not looking at anybody again. I remember one day, many years ago, I went into a serious depth. As I went into the depth, there was no way. If they shake me, they turn me upside down. They, no matter what they do, I can't, I can't pay that money. At that time of my life, look, if they say that, I mean, they will arrest me because I can't pay it. They, who? Unless they sell me. There was no way I could pay the money. So, I remembered Hezekiah. I turned my face upon the wall. I did it. That huge amount. I remember, as I was doing it, as I was doing it, a song came. Tonight. Go ahead and begin to pray now. Go ahead and make supplications in the spirit now.